fourth episode of Brian and Pete, Pete and Brian, whatever name we come up with eventually. Yep. Um, we like to talk a lot about OSU sports, and uh, we try to get to the ones that are outside of the limelight. Um, but, uh, you know, we do want to recap what happened in the last week. Um, the big one, um, of course, is the uh, women's basketball. We'll cover that more. Brian, you have a... Uh, I have strong feelings about that. <laughs> yeah, strong feelings. the bottom line is yeah. they did drop a game to Louisville and got knocked out of the tournament. Yep, um, but we have a lot on them. We'll yeah. get to that in a little bit. Uh, the other sports, of course, worth mentioning. It is baseball season, and the Beavers... Uh, in the month of March, secured their 29th consecutive winning month as a program. Uh, they swept the Huskies at Husky Ballpark in Seattle on Friday night. Brandon Isert uh, struck out nine, gave up four hits, and one walk in a 1-0 win. The lone run of the game uh, was back-to-back doubles by Adley Rutschman and Tyler Malone. Then Christian Chamberlain and uh, Mitchell Verberg held it together, uh, got Verberg his first save of this year. Uh, Saturday, the Beavers scored five runs in the first inning, capped off by Ryan Ober uh, hitting a three-run boom bapa, and then the Huskies fought back to tie it at 6-6, six to six, but then with the bases juiced, want to take a guess who was the hero? Adley, Adley Rush. Rushman. Yes, yeah. Adley Rushman. It's a bases, Imagine that. <laughs> bases clearing double, uh, and so that gets some runs scored. Um, that actually ended up uh, being the fourth run of that inning because uh, Jay Carvey squeezed Ryan over across the plate too. Bryce Femmel got knocked around a little bit, but he uh, uh, kept it more or less together for four and a third innings. And Verbu, who got the uh, save the day before, got the win in that particular game. And that clinched the series, which is nice. The 12th win in the last 15 series against the Huskies. Nice. And their fifth of the last eight in Washington. Great. So that's not too bad. And then Sunday was sweep day. Uh, sweep did not come easy. It went to 11 innings in the top of the 11th. George Mendonosa hammered a home run to center. Uh, and it was a line shot. Just barely got over the uh, center fielder's glove. But it got out of the ballpark. That's the main thing. And uh, Jake Mulholland... Uh, uh, he kind of rode the hairy hog, but he did manage to uh, get his first win of the year, um, and that moved the Beavers to 19-5 and one on the year, six and three in the Pac-12. Um, and then last night they fell four to three in a non-conference game uh, against San Diego State. They continue that series, the two-game set today. That's going on right now as we speak. And then um, this weekend they got Utah. Uh, Beavers junior catcher Adley Rutschman, yet another thing to mention, um, was named to the Buster Posey Award watch list, which is the Posey Award goes to the nation's top catcher. This is kind of an interesting thing. It used to be called the Johnny Bench Award. How are you going to take the award name away from Johnny Johnny Bench? Bench. Yeah, the greatest catcher of all time. Uh, Host of the delightful TV show The Baseball Bunch and the pitch man for Krylon Spray Paint and Blue Emu Anti-Inflammatory Cream. I mean, come on. Um, They're not going to change the name of the Heisman Trophy to the Tim Tebow Award. Well, I shouldn't give people ideas. That's a bad idea. That's never going to happen. So So is there any reason why they changed the name? I can't figure that out because uh, Brandon and Buster Posey is a good catcher. But but he's no Johnny Bench. He's not Johnny Bench, no. Um, Also, uh, Brandon Iser was named Pac-12 Pitcher of the Week, so that's good. Uh, One little note, men's basketball, Stevie Thompson. Of course, he's completed Mm -hmm. his eligibility at OSU. So he got invited to play in the three-on-three uh, U championships on Sunday. I at saw the, that. And uh, 
The winning team gets a hundred thousand bucks. So split that good. three ways. That's that's not bad. Yeah, about so, thirty-three thousand. Good luck, Stevie. Um, nice to be out of school. <laughs> uh, men's golf team finished third at the Red Hawk Invitational in Seattle at Chambers Bay, an eighteen-team tournament. Uh, Sean Cato and Nolan Thurgood finished tied for fifteenth overall four under par. Spencer Tibbetts, who's uh, been the most reliable player thus far, continued that consistent streak. He finished 26th, uh, two on the happy side of par. And not uh, any sort of stunning development, UCLA won the tournament with a team total of 37 under. Um, the men's rowing team uh, did take on UCLA, and they had more success than the uh, golf team did. Um, they swept UCLA at the uh, Dexter Lake um, Beavers won both varsity eight and varsity four, and no relocation of the uh, races due to no, frozen, no frozen lakes. lakes in Los Angeles. Yeah, huh? exactly. Oh. Um, the women's uh, women's uh, track team um, they competed in two events, and they're going to do a similar thing this weekend. We'll talk about that. They were at the Stanford Inf- Invitational and the San Francisco Invite. And for this one, I guess they split the distance runners from the throwers, and the distance runners went to one meet and the throwers went to another meet uh jessica molina won the individual title in the shot put uh tossed the thing 49 feet four and a half inches uh lexi reed recorded the fourth best all-time 5,000 meter race in school history at 16 minutes 26 seconds um that's 3.1 miles in 16 minutes 26 seconds and like kia soul can't even go that fast um <laughs> on uh Saturday at the uh, San Francisco Invite, Lindsay McShane broke her own school record in the hammer throw at 196.4, and she finished fifth in the discus with a throw of 156 feet 4 inches. Uh, softball didn't have a great week. They were swept by the uh, the Huskies. Um, the Huskies are number seven in the mm. country. The Pac-12 is a gauntlet. I mean, you got the Arizona schools, UCLA, that's Huskies. A, um, that's a tough way to start a season. It right? really is. Five to two Friday. Uh, five diddly on Saturday and eight diddly on Sunday. Uh, dropped them to 17 and 13 overall, one and eight in the conference. Women's golf, um, they were at the uh, Bryan National Collegiate um, last weekend, and they finished fifth out of 17 teams. Uh, that's in North Carolina. Um, they finished as a team, 19 over par. Uh, seventh time in nine tournaments this season, though, that they've finished in the top five as a team. And then uh, Miss uh, Ellie uh, she finished seventh overall, two under, and she's playing in that um, Augusta. Augusta National, yeah. Yeah, right now. Um, she finished two under on that tournament, and then Olivia Benzin uh, kept up her strong play at 27th overall. Um, sorry, 26th overall, five, un- oh, five over, and no real surprise, Wake Forest uh, won the tournament in North Carolina. Um, gymnastics, we'll talk about them coming up later as far as what they've got, but the neat thing for them, 10 Counting 10 OSU gymnasts made Pac-12 all-academic team. Oh, wow. The most of any team in the conference. So good job, ladies. So talented and super intelligent. Wow. Yep. Now, this bears bears mentioning, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need a trumpet that plays taps or something, a bugle. Uh, while it is important to note that the American, the AAF, whatever it's called, the Alliance of American Football, is oh, not okay. technically folding, he said with air quotes, uh, but it is suspending all football operations, so the season is over, uh, which means former Beavers coaches 
Mike Riley and Dennis Erickson are no, now both out of work, um, which they'll be fine. I, th- I don't yeah, think they're hurt. They've got, Mike Riley has PERS. He'll be fine. <laughs> right? like it's, it's the state of Oregon will be paying for that. Yeah. They'll be paying for that retirement for a yes, while. Yes, indeed they will. Um, also, the downside of it is is that uh, it means that there are 10 former OSU football players out of work. Um, and most of them were probably not going to go to the league anyway, to the NFL. But there were two Beavers that were in the midst of trying to make a comeback as they had both played in the NFL. Uh, Teron Ward, the running back, and Obum Guachum, uh, who made the transition from receiver, you remember, in college to defensive end. Uh, they both have NFL experience, and they were hoping to kind of use this as, you know, getting sent down to AAA and, and make yeah. another run at the league. But that looks like that's to no avail. Um, now... If you're Jonathan Smith, the coach of the Beavers, and one of your former yeah, coaches, that's going to be a question. Calls right? calls you on the phone. Do you pick up the phone? Do you look at it I and mean, it says Coach Riley? Do you pick up? I mean, if it says you have to think Riley's going to move back to Corvallis. Right? Well, like he had a house there. I'm sure he still has it. I'm sure he does. Family's there. I, yeah, I thought I worry you know. about that a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, Erickson and Riley are both grandfathers, not maybe relatable to the kids anymore. I think that. Um, if he has the budget to bring it in, there are two beavers that he might want to look at. I don't know what the assistant budget is like. Um, it's a bigger pool than it was before. Right. But uh, right. James Rogers and Lyle Moivau now both have AAF coaching experience. Right. right. So that might be somebody they can uh, they can look to. Um, so RIP AAF. And I, I blame Tom Dundon. He's the majority um, owner of mm-hmm. the league, if you will. And he pledged $250 million to keep the league afloat. He stiffed them for $180 million of those dollars. So he basically put a stranglehold on the league. And there's, there's technology um, that has to do with gambling that he wanted to get his hands on, which is why he was with the AAF in the first place. I don't understand all of the ins and outs of that. I'll have to read about it. But, but yeah. no, having worked for startup. I think like it's a lot harder to move money around than we think of as. Well, yeah, so he, I mean, he's a billionaire or whatever, but, but it, it doesn't he can't just like cut a check for two hundred fifty million. It's not like you and I are like writing a check to pay the power bill, right? Like, that's <laughs> not how it works. So, yeah, yeah, I'd have to read more about what's going but, on. But yeah, he's uh, he, he's not quite living up to the pledge. Apparently, he mm-hmm. had made it on a week by week basis, and yeah. uh, he decided Again, no moss. I've had. I've, work for a startup where we had sort of something going on like that and people with the money had to move it around they had to move it around you know that they're selling art pieces and you know they're doing all sorts of crazy shit so they don't know right yeah. and then the money you're trying to transfer this large sum of money and the government kind of goes no we're not going to let you do that just yet ah right so okay there could be some stuff like that, that yeah goes so you don't know yeah but it'd be interesting to understand that aaf gone. so okay so now let's talk about women's basketball because that's been you know eating at you (laughs) yeah not eating at me like it's one of those things where yes they lost Mm -hmm. okay they lost to a good team very good i don't want to take anything away from that no a two seed louisville very good team exactly now with that said i think the beavers played very well Mm -hmm. and the ball just would not go in the basket yeah they held Louisville below their season point. Yeah, total. sixty-one At, points. They've been yeah, a team that was averaging 79. seventy-eight, yeah. right? Seventy-nine. So that's great. Asia Durr, they held Asia Durr to seventeen points. She averages twenty-one. She's gone crazy and scored up to like forty-seven. 47 right? <laughs> yeah. So they did a fantastic job playing the game. Mm-hmm. I just think 
a team that shoots normally forty in the forty percent three point range, they shot nine percent, two yeah. for twenty two. That's insane. Yeah, free throws, right? They shot sixty one percent, eight for thirteen. That's insane. That's bad. And having watched the game, like it was one of those things where like they were putting up shots, looks good, actually goes in the rim, rattles around the rim, and bounces out, and you're just like. Did somebody go up there and push it out or something? Like, what's going on? Wasn't meant to be. Any- but we, they, the team out rebounded them. Mm-hmm. Again, we talked about the defense because I held them down uh, points wise. I thought that again, um, they played them well. Just ball would not go in the basket. Yeah, and then it looked like uh, from the box score that the first quarter and the third quarter is where things went higgledy yeah. piggledy. They kept it close. They kept it closing close, out both then, halves. And then but it was would, not yeah, to, exactly. So they couldn't overcome it. Yeah, they just there was just a little bit too much of a gap and they were just but they again, I'm really happy that they were playing well. Now, um, by transitive property, are we now uh, Louisville Cardinal fans for the uh, remainder of the uh, tournament because that way it's like well at least we, we lost, lost to the, the national, national champion, champion. Right. yeah i think that's part of it too we'll talk a little bit about more about the national championship picture but yeah, yeah. we can talk about that i am really excited so there's two other things about women's basketball i want to talk about okay so number one um they announced the team they announced the i think it's the ap all-american list mm-hmm. okay and destiny slocum's on that list as honorable mention fantastic. so fantastic player i am again Sticking in my craw. Who did Michaela Pivik piss off? I know. Michaela (laughs) Pivik. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Michaela Pivik is not on the list. And so, again, I'm going to go to the stats. The stats tell us. I pulled the stats on several of the players that are on the list. So, there Mm -hmm. is uh, Sabrina Inescu, Jackie Young, Chastity Bars, uh, Kenesha Bell, Kennedy Carter, which I watched her play. Amazing player. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, Kyla Charles, Krista Dangerfield, uh, Raina Frost, and Sierra Dillard. So, again, these are roughly about guards. I tried to pull the guards mm-hmm. or forwards, right? So, right. again, her number, like Mikhail Pivik's numbers are right in there. Like, you have somebody that's averaging 13.7 points, 16.2, 14.8. Michaela Pivik, before the playoffs, let me make sure I'm looking at the right line, was averaging 15 points a game. Then she does what's what I think great players do in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. like including uh, the the Pac 12. She scored 23 points, 21 and a half, 20.7, and 19.8 points against Louisville. So here her performance is at one level when it's time to step up, she steps up more, right? And then, um, and then. You know, again, shooting percentages right in there, um, steals, that sort of thing. But the, the rebounding, rebounding. Yeah. she blows everybody away. Again, her defensive rebounding is more than all, pretty much most of the guards Combined. total. Like yeah. the next other person I think I pulled was more of a forward, and she has 228 rebounds. Like Michaela Pivik has 300 something. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. That she's not on that list. Yeah. I mean, because it's a team that was in the top 10 the majority of the yeah. year. And so it's not like they were just, you know, she's out of nowhere. Yeah. So she's on a ranked team, plays well, <clears throat> then steps it up. Like she's playing well anyways. Then when it, the playoffs come, she steps it up when the team needs her to do it. Yeah. Which is what great players do, right? Right. When the lights are brightest, they, they shine, right? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Anyways, that's my, I'd like, 
that those awards are kind of uh, losing any sort of meaning for me. If yeah. that's not the case. Or and or this next year she better be on every preseason watch list as that I, Maybe she can yeah. get on the Buster Posey watch list. <laughs> <laughs> right. But again, the team played yeah. well. I'm looking forward to next season. Um, so do we want to go into that or we want to talk about the tournament? Let's go into the next season. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, again, this team is stacked. So mm-hmm. I really do believe I, so the story I like to say is last year I was having beers at the Tiger side, Tiger tap house. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking, it was right when the Oregon State Beavers men won the national championship. And I went downtown, saw the team come into, come into the city and whatever. And I was meeting some coworkers there. And we were talking about, they were asking me how that went. I was telling them how much I'm a women's basketball fan. And some guy that I sort of didn't know, but recognized his voice, was asking me what I was going to say and was interested in what I was going to say. Turns out that was Ron Cowan. <laughs> yeah, voice of the women. And he asked me what I was going to say. And I said, I think this team is so stacked that they will go to the Final Four in the next three to four years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you look down this list. So again, we talked about Michaela Pivik. Again, phenomenal player. I think she's going to continue to add yeah. to her game. Like she's so strong. Um, I think like next year it'd be interesting to see what she adds. I think she's going to add like this mid-range pull-up jumper, and then she's going to be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And I'm just running down the roster. Yeah, Aaliyah Goodman again stepped up into the, that position this year, performed really well when Cat Tudor went down. Really smart player. I mean, I think she's she like I really like the interview after the Louisville game. Mm-hmm. She's talking about what she's already working on for next year. Right. So again, pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Um, Andrea Aquino didn't get to play. She redshirted this year, but she's the, the like, and I get mixed up, but she's 6'8 six, or 6'6, six, six, but she's the oh. tall um, center coming in. And again, I've only seen videos where she's like dunking and stuff. Right. So it's got to be crazy. And it was really cool to see her because she's always the first one off the bench. Even though she didn't get a play, she was the first one off the bench trying to get the crowd involved all the time. So cool. she's already way into the culture. Yeah, way into the culture. Right? Nice. Um, Maddie Washington played, I think what gets missed there is she plays really good position defense mm-hmm. and she has like this burgeoning offensive game. So it's going to be interesting to see like this turnaround jumper, this mid range jumper next year is going to be pretty awesome. Like, and so, and then Tay Corsdale, three point shooter. She showed she can drive the ball this year. And so I was thinking about this, like there was one play where she drove across the lane leaned over and flicked it up left-handed. So she's a right-handed player, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you and I play pickup basketball. <laughs> yeah. None of us could do that. No. There are NBA players. I was thinking about this. Clyde Drexler never finished left. No, he couldn't. He, he couldn't, right? Yeah. He finished right all the time. Hall of Famer can't finish Hall, left. Hall of Famer, he can't finish left. So yeah. here you have a player who can drive left or right, and she's finishing not just like your standard in a line layups, like mm-hmm. off-balance tossing it up. and like. So again, can't wait to see what she does in the next two years because again she's a sophomore mm-hmm. um we lose katie mcwilliams yeah who's a clutch clutch shooter like she's I've yeah, she's nails yeah and then joe grimmick we losing her after two years again the development that she's shown would have loved to see her play four years here would have been awesome yeah uh janessa Thrope comes back um she had a broken hand or finger this year so she didn't get to play that much but again she's I, I like to call her the queen of hustle because she's like diving on the floor doing all sorts of stuff. Cat Tudor comes back. Hopefully her knee rehab goes well. She shoots lights out. 
Um, Destiny Slocum's back. Patricia Morris, who's another, the other freshman, she got some playing time. Again, mm-hmm. loved what I saw of her playing. She has she got key rebounds, key blocks, you know. So I think she's going to be really good. And then uh, Jasmine Simmons was was got as a freshman from Australia. And the thing that impressed me is like as a shooting guard, she take tear off down the court dribbling the ball or something, and mm-hmm. she was so fast. So I think that's going to be really cool. And then she can shoot and she'll be able to drive. It's going to be great. And then they have two. I thought they had three. I tried to find information on the third. I wasn't sure if we recruited somebody from overseas or not, but I couldn't find anything. But Kennedy Brown, who's a McDonald's All-American, coming in 6'6", and from Kansas. I watched her in the McDonald's All-American game, and what Mm -hmm. was really impressive about her was, like, that game is about showing off talent. Right. And so you have a lot of players being very selfish with the ball, but she was not. She was running kick and go. She was trying to set screens, passing the ball, shooting when she's open, playing team play. She was not a Costanza-esque yeah, chucker. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> so, uh, and then Taylor Jones is coming in 6-3-4 from Texas. So again, oh, I good. think this team's stacked. Yeah. Um, I think they can go a long ways the next you know, next year, the next couple of years. Um, again, it's just really exciting time for basketball. Yeah. For Oregon State basketball. Yes, so. and uh, since there is a beast to be uh, slain just yeah. down the road in the Pac-12, exactly. and the Pac-12 conference itself being He's just an absolute right. organ because, grinder. Yeah, Stanford is getting a lot of good recruits. UCLA has a, UCLA has a rec- good recruiting class. Arizona has a good rec- recruiting class. So the Pac-12 is really hard. And then you do bring up Oregon, which... They're good. They're good. <laughs> and we'll see what happens if Sabrina Escu goes pro or not. Right. Ricky Hebert goes pro or not. I'm getting a lot of pressure from people because they know I'm in women's bas- into women's basketball. Right. And they're like, well, you should root for Oregon because they're in the Final Four, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just can't do it. No, I right? can't. I'm an, I'm an Oregon State fan. I can't root for Oregon. So I'm pulling for Notre Dame, Louisville, and UConn. Yep. I know a lot of Oregonians would get upset about this sort of discussion because I should be rooting for the state, but I just cannot do it. No, I understand right. completely. Um, and it's a divisive topic in the uh, state of Oregon. I actually put a little bit of thought into it um, because uh, we do live in a state where, you know, you see the stickers on people's cars, a house divided because they send their kids to each of the schools or right. the couple is, you know, from that's, each of the schools. That's the way it was with my house. My brother went to Oregon for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I went to Oregon State and he was always rubbing in my face how Oregon was better and yeah. that sort of thing. So, yeah. My, so, uh, but um, I actually developed a way, if we can't root for one another, and I can't, I'm like you, I would love to be generous and be one of those people, because I know people that I went to OSU with to say, oh, well, I'll root for the Ducks, except in the Civil War. Exactly. I, I can't uh, do it. Can't bring myself to do it. It yeah. just, it feels wrong. It feels wrong. Um, so I've created two uh, sets of talking points, just little things that um, how to talk to a Ducks fan if you're a Beavers fan and how to talk to a Beavers fan if you're a Ducks fan. Um, first of all, if how to talk to a Ducks fan. Uh, don't bother to ask them when they graduated because most Ducks fans never went to U of O. <laughs> that uh, is something what we have in common. That's what we have in common. Um, <laughs> now, with if you talk to a Beavers fan, you see somebody in the hat or the sweatshirt, whatnot, ask them when they graduated because most likely they actually went to school at OSU. Um Here's a way you can actually test, though, um, if a Ducks fan 
and it's a it's, mm -hmm. it's a test, but it's yeah. polite. You can ask them uh, uh, questions about Joey Harrington, and if they say Joey who, then they haven't been a Ducks fan very long. Yes, right. Yeah, and so true. that if they have uh, no feelings about Joey Harrington, because most of them think he should have won the Heisman and they should have won the national championship, and blah blah blah. Um, or, but see, that's someone we can all talk about because at OSU fans, we call him Joey Five Picks for the 2000 Civil War. <laughs> so it's all kind of, you know, that's a talking point where we can all agree. Um, here's the thing if you uh, see a Beavers fan, you can ask them if they like the retro Benny logo. Uh, feelings are yeah. strong. Most love it, many hate it. Or you can ask them if they like the modern triangle Benny. Or uh, the angry Beaver. Yeah, feelings are strong there. Many like it. Uh, most hate it. So um, now there's some uh, things to avoid too. Definitely, if you are talking to a Ducks fan, you should avoid the topic of baseball at all costs um, and the three College World Series titles that the Beavers have because the Ducks, bless their hearts, backed the Brinks truck up to George Horton's house to steal him away from Cal State Fullerton where he was a powerhouse, won a national championship in 2004. Uh, Horton has been at uh, U of O for nine years, and his overall record is good. He's more than 100 wins, more than he's lost, um, 292 to 191. However, his Pac-12 record is 118 and 115, so that's just a hair over 50%, um, where Pat Casey's, uh, of course, Pat Casey retired, but um, his percentage was about 57%. So that's that's something not to bring up if you talk to a Ducks fan. Um, if you are a, a Beavers, if you see a Beavers fan, or like they're wearing a Civil War shirt, for example, never bring up the name LeGarrette Blunt yes. because he was activated just in time for the 2009 Civil War, which he scored what proved to be the winning touchdown, pushing the Ducks yep. to the Rose Bowl yep. when the Beavers uh, did not get to go there that was going to be the only saving grace that year is if we could stop them from going to the rose Bowl. yeah and it just didn't work out that way um and uh oh and if you're talking to a ducks fan never bring up the fact that uh the big scapoose Derek anderson has made more pro bowl appearances than joey harrington akili smith aj feely and kellen clemens combined because he's been to one <laughs> so don't uh, don't bring that up um let's see here <clears throat> and now if um if you're a ducks fan and you see a beavers fan uh easy topic of conversation with them if they appear to be older like mm -hmm. maybe 50 60 years old just say the words giant killers out yes, loud, and uh, they'll probably buy you a beer yeah and, i know because <laughs> they'll, they'll buy you something and then talk your ear off for the rest of the day yes, yes. um now if you're a Beavers fan and you want to talk to a Ducks fan, be kind. Always have a tissue or handkerchief on hand if the topic of the Huskies comes up. Because while the Ducks have beaten the Huskies several times since 1994, they automatically go back to, Kenny Wheaton's going to score! <laughs> Kenny Wheaton's going to score! I mean, yeah. so just be there for him. Be a friend. Help him out. Um, two words uh, that you can maybe... You can go either way um, as a, if you're talking to a Beavers fan. Chad Johnson. Hmm. Just see where the conversation goes. <laughs> <laughs> it could go any number of places, you know. Maybe they're a reality TV fan. Maybe they, yeah, whatever. Anything's for, possible. For, for younger people, we should remind them that Chad Johnson is. Uh, Chad Ochocinco. Yes, okay. Uh, reality just, TV star. Just, 
we need to remind them that Chad Johnson is yeah. Ocho Cinco. Right. Okay. Yeah, and he was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, one of his kids is apparently a pretty good uh, high school football player and is being highly recruited. Um, wow, we are old. Anyway, um, let's see. If you talk to a Ducks fan, um, never remind them of the fact that uh, Eugene is the wettest inland city in the state of Oregon. Let them believe when they have on a t-shirt that says it never rains at Autzen Stadium. Um, if you go and talk to a Beavers fan, um, three College World Series titles. That's always a good topic to bring mm-hmm. up, um, especially if you want to feel like you can really go deep and create a connection. You talk about the second one that they won where they lost seven of the nine starting players from the year before, and they were the very last team selected to the bracket. Um, this is useful. I, I think I'm feeling like we're making peace across the state of Oregon <laughs> happen here. Um, when you do speak of Autzen Stadium to a Ducks fan, never, ever, it is bad form to remind them that timber magnate Thomas Autzen was a proud alumnus of Oregon State University, and he just loved the state of Oregon in general so much that he donated a pile of his money to the University of Oregon. Hmm. Um, now, conversely, if you're talking to a Beavers fan, never, ever, 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 ever bring up the names Craig Fertig, Joe Avazano, Dave Cragthorpe or Jerry Pettibone. Um, <laughs> unless you can back it up with either a joke yes. or if you have a... Or you're commiserating with somebody. Right, yeah. Right? If you, that's how you can define... That's how I define my time Absolutely. That's, that that's, I was there during the Pettibone year, so you need to understand where I'm coming from. Yes, right. yeah. When I went there, the team was so bad, dot, dot, dot story. Yeah. And one of yeah. my personal favorites is against Stanford in the Pettibone era. Yes. Um, uh, they went down to Stanford. They have a chance to drive for a winning touchdown with just a little bit of time left, right? And they're in field goal position, so they can at least tie it up, maybe yeah. get the winning touchdown. Coming out of a timeout, out of a timeout, they get a delay of game penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get they take a sack. And... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's all over. I, I love the two things I love explaining are explaining the quick kick play because most yeah. people don't know what the hell that is. No, why would anyone do why that? Why would anyone do that? Well, who'd you punt on any other down and except for the time we did beat Stanford at Oregon State with Bill Walsh coaching and we just went crazy. Yeah. That was like a one in nine years. It was like a one that. in yeah, one in nine or one in ten. <laughs> that was amazing. Um and the running joke, of course, if you're uh if you went to a Beavers, uh, went to OSU when the Beavers were really bad. I mean, they're bad yeah. now, but there's light it's nothing the compared no. to. Right. Um, yeah. The jokes that uh, the go-to joke is when I was going there, they were so bad. If you left two fifty-yard line tickets on the dashboard of your car, someone might break in and leave you two more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that was always that's a, that's a good joke. That's the classic. Um, let's see. Uh, if you talk to a Ducks fan. Um, Talk about how Alberto Salazar made running marathons popular across the United States yeah. of America. I mean, because he won Boston and New York, mm-hmm. that made running, that helped the running craze that was born in Eugene yeah. with Coach yeah. Bowerman. Also mentioned their Olympians. Um, they've had a ton of them. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, if you talk to a Beavers fan, ask them if they prefer Woodstocks or American Dream. There is no correct answer. There's no incorrect answer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you happen to run into a Ducks fan, tell them Tracktown Pizza is definitely in the top three to five pizza places in the state. Um, all right. Um, and uh, let's see. If you uh, 
happen to run into a Ducks fan, another thing is never bring up the names Willie Taggart or Mark Helfrich. Hmm. Um, don't do that. Uh, let's see. And if you are um, trying to talk to a Beavers fan, well, um, never bring up Rondo, the name Rolando Blackman. To somebody my age, Rolando Blackman or the time the Beavers lost as a number one seed in the old 32-team NCAA format to Kansas State led by Rolando Blackman. Don't, yes. don't mention him. Um, and let's see, if you are uh, speaking to a Ducks fan, uh, don't speak of their broadcaster, Jerry Allen, using the words homer, uh, butt kisser, excuse maker, or unlistenable. Don't do that. Um, just say enthusiastic. Uh, similar things can be said for um, our good friend Mike Parker, but um, maybe not quite to the extent of our good Jerry. Um, never, never, if you are talking to a Ducks fan, I mean to a Beavers fan, never bring up uh, Chad Scott robbing a pizza delivery guy <laughs> at gunpoint. With a t-shirt over his head. With a t-shirt over his head. <laughs> Didn't rob him for the money. Just robbed him for the pizza. Took the pizza, had a, a cap gun or a pellet gun or something, and had he been celebrating aggressively, and uh, things went poorly at that point. Finally, if you are talking to either a Ducks fan or a Beavers fan, um, well, actually, there's one other thing. You can always talk women's basketball because um, you can say, hey, the Ducks are really good at women's basketball, and you can say, hey, the Beavers are really, really good, good at women's basketball, basketball. Yeah. and that's a you know a nice way to bring us together. Yep. Um, the, the final one, though, is if you are talking to a Ducks fan or a Beavers fan, at all costs, avoid the topic of the 1983 Civil War football game, a.k.a. the Toilet Bowl, the last college football game to ever end in a scoreless tie. <laughs> Nobody in the state of Oregon wants to remember that, yet we can't forget <laughs> it. Try as we may. We're down in the history books for yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a record of some kind. Yeah. So that's how to talk to a Ducks fan or a Beavers fan, uh, just you know, so that we can all get along in Try these trying along. times. But I still can't root for them. No, I mean, either. There's, so, uh, yeah. Sorry, people out there who are, feel that way. Yeah. Yep. So let's talk about what's coming up next. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll uh, start with baseball there in game two of uh, their series against San Diego State. That's going on right now at Goss Stadium. Uh, I don't have it pulled up to see what the live score is at this moment. But um, then this weekend they have three against the Utah Utes at home. Uh, Friday at 535, Saturday at 135, Sunday at 105. Uh, football, nothing to mention until the Dam City Showcase. That's in uh, the 13th. Uh, men's golf, nothing this weekend. Mm. Um, but next weekend, they are at the UC Davis Aggie Invitational. Um, women's golf, on the other hand, uh, Pac-12 Championship is coming up in uh, the 15th through the 17th. That's in Palos Verdes, California. Uh, it's just to see if anyone can take down back-to-back Pac-12 champs UCLA. Uh, so we'll be rooting for the Beavers there. See how it turns out um, for for them. Uh, men's golf, uh, we went over them. Mm-hmm. Men's rowing uh, is at Stanford on Sunday the 7th. Uh, women's rowing is not in a conference event. They're at a uh, club event down at um, Eugene at the uh, Covered Bridge Regatta. Um, mm-hmm. And then softball is playing right now against Portland State. Um, and then this weekend, they're hosting Stanford 5 p.m. Friday, 6 p.m. Saturday, 1 p.m. Sunday. And finally, 
maybe the Beavers can catch something, of, at least catch their mm-hmm. breath, if nothing else. Stanford is one of the other few teams in the Pac-12 that's not nationally ranked. So maybe there's a chance for the Beavers to kind of get some relief in the washing machine that is the Pac-12. The uh, women's track team is uh, doing two meets again where they're splitting the throwers. And this time, uh, I guess the throwers and the distance runners are going to one event. And the two heptathlon uh, performers that they have are going to the other event. Uh, one is the Jim Click multi-event in Tucson, uh, sponsored by Jim Click Auto Centers. Um, you never know; they may be hiring, and I might. Need... Anyway, uh, they're uh, they're coming up, and uh, that's going on simultaneously. The uh, Sun Angel Classic in Tempe, Arizona. The heptathlon specialist Claire Corbett and uh, Saskia McNary they're going to um, do their heptathlon events and then join the rest of the team. The rest of the team is exclusively competing at the Sun Devil, or sorry, Sun Angel Classic. Mm. So that's what's going on with the track team. And then probably the big dog. Yeah, the big dog. Gymnastics. Gymnastics is doing the regional. Yes. I think that starts tonight or tomorrow? Uh, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. uh, And they are hosting an NCAA regional. Um, They're ranked number 15 in the country, number four seed in the tournament. Now here's some uh, interesting and cause for hope, I guess. Uh, OSU has won. Uh, and 10 NCAA regionals um, in school history. All four lineups that they're sending out are top 25 ranked, so all their rotations should be solid. The four team uh, is their or lineup, rather, is their best, uh, ranked 10th in the country, so that's awesome. Uh, the Beam uh, group is 15th, Vault 16th, and their um, area that needs a little bit more of a boost is the Bars. They're 24th in the country, so still- all four... It's still top, top 25, 25. so yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's an impressive program that they built down there, yeah. and they've got that going on. And then if the, uh, they win the regional, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. So that's pretty much what's uh, what's happening. Uh, I don't think I missed anybody. Did, no, did I, I miss anybody? I don't think so. I didn't. Like I said, I was lamenting over basketball. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, You've got a whole off season now, but yeah. uh, you'll keep your eye on recruiting, I'm sure, and yeah, yeah, yeah. See how that turns out. On. And I think the basketball team they're going to. Italy, and we'll talk about that oh, at some times. point later. Awesome. Okay. Well, I guess that puts a bow on this one, huh? Yeah, that wraps up this episode of uh, Pete and Brian. Brian and Pete, we're still working on the name. Yep. Catch you guys next time. All right.